and welcome to United Health Group's Weekly Dose Podcast, where we'll get you up to speed on the latest trends shaping the future of healthcare. I'm your host, Ira Apfel. Friction is everywhere in healthcare. In duplicative paperwork and data that is difficult to access, and medicines and procedures that cost a lot but deliver little. The United States spends $4.1 trillion in healthcare annually, and the U.S. Healthcare Efficiency Index estimates this could be reduced by $30 billion if we could eliminate the friction of phone-based and paper-based systems, according to one report. Just by eliminating paper-based checks for claim payments, the United States could reduce the overall cost of healthcare by $11 billion, according to the Center for Health Transformation. But if reducing friction was easy, healthcare organizations and leaders would have already achieved it. In this episode of The Weekly Dose, we'll talk to Shay Helmley about reducing friction in healthcare. Helmley is Senior Vice President and General Manager, Payer Market with Optum. Shay Helmley, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Glad to be here. So let's start with the first question. How do you define friction in healthcare? So for me, friction in healthcare, I think, is the all the different you know parties of this three-legged stool: the payer, the provider, the member, trying to get to the outcome that they're looking for, but having impediments in the way, right? Um, so whether that's a member having difficulty understanding their benefits or gaining access to care or a provider not understanding what authorization requirements are or why a uh, you know, claim was paid or wasn't paid or um, having access to the right clinical data to, to provide the care or the payer not understanding you know, why all the information isn't provided to them to be able to have a holistic view of the, of the member, all those different items are friction points, right? So it's that lack of um, transparency and those not necessarily competing uh, views or, or, or incentives, but not having the ability to get to those items that those particular constituents see as critical to, um, to getting what they need out of the healthcare system. So what is the impact on patients in the healthcare system? And does it lead to poor outcomes or deferred care? Yeah, no, I think it does, right? I think the um, the uh, data proves that out. If you just think logically, right? <clears throat> if you've got the different uh, parties here focusing their time on um, either smoothing out or overcoming that friction, it's time not spent, you know, um, doing the things that are needed, right? If you're on the phone making multiple calls to you know, different providers to collect historical medical records and information to provide your current care provider um, to, you know, let's say you need to get a, you know, a, a screening, um, but they don't have your your history, all that time and energy spent there, you could have been doing other things, right, that are, that are critical as the member, <clears throat> whether that's shopping for a healthier meal, going for a walk, anything like that. You think of the, the provider themselves, if they're spending time looking at, um, you know, chasing down authorization requirements or trying to understand why certain payments happened or didn't happen or get access to that data, that's time that they're not spending face to face with the patient coming up with a care plan, you know, thinking through how to how to remedy that. Right. So those, those even if you just kind of step back and think of it logically, 
that time spent there, it increases or, or adds cost to the system, but it's going to, because we have a limited supply of those providers, impact those cares and outcomes if we're spending less time focusing on, you know, uh, making patients healthy and, and delivering on outcomes for those patients through all these different interventions because we're focused on removing all these other barriers that, that exist within the system. So with your role with Optum, how are you addressing friction in healthcare? So within my role at Optum, um, what, what, what we do is listen to provide, listen to our, our different constituents, right? Um, many times that's the payer speaking on behalf of the member and the providers, to be honest. And what we do is hear the pain points, hear the issues, and then, and then work to aggregate all that, all that input and provide back to the market solutions that are going to reduce the friction, right? Um, and make the dollar investment into that friction be worthwhile for the outcome or the benefit that, that comes out, right? So that can, we look at the interactions, payers to members, members to providers, payers to providers, all three legs of that stool, and then take that feedback to then say, okay, we see the problem. Now, how do we make the investments to pull that friction out? But it can't be at the detriment of any single party. Uh, it has to be for the betterment of all of them, right? And that's what makes the friction such a challenging problem to resolve because you've got a lot of different constituents to maintain, uh, maintain kind of their, their uh, engagement in the system to get to those outcomes. It almost sounds to me like in your role as, as, as an SVP and general manager, you are almost having to act as like the referee because there might be some kind of, you know, obviously not, you know, not to sound too redundant, friction going on between payers and, and clinicians and, and patients. And you're the one charged with the kind of holistic view saying, okay, this might have X impact here, but it might have Y impact over there. And you're kind of in charge of seeing the whole picture. Is that correct? Yeah, that is accurate. I think that's a good analogy for, and for us, the market's also the ultimate referee, right? If you provide solutions that have short-term benefit, they're not going to provide long-term kind of market value or value to the clients in the healthcare system, right? So they're, they're, we try and uh, act as a proxy for the payers and for the members and the providers in here to say, okay, what, what would we do in this particular situation? What do we think the knock-on effects will be of this change, right? Some of them will be financial, some of them will be behavioral, some of them will be, you know, outcomes. We're trying to triangulate um, all those pieces to, to find the solutions that hit high on all those different uh, constituents as far as a value add and the, um, you know, and the cost or, or you know, resulting friction or, or, or whether the cost can be time, you know, money, you know, frustration is low relative to the benefit that they're going to get there. Right. And it's, it's, it is hard to, to thread that needle between all three of those parties. What sort of data do you use? Uh, I imagine you don't just look at numbers on a spreadsheet. Do you actually sit down and observe customers or physicians to kind of get a better idea of what they're doing and where the friction really is? Yeah, absolutely. We partner with our payer clients um, on a regular basis, right? We just today we had a payer come, um, you know, ask us about a particular issue around 
how to, you know, how to deal with, um, uh, um, you know, a certain, certain issue related authorizations, right? So our next step is, hey, let's, let's roll around on that with you for a little bit. Let's look at those transactions. Let's talk to those providers, right? Let's, um, you know, in this instance, we wouldn't talk to members, but let's understand what's happening across the board so that we can contextualize that, not just through the payer's lens, but through the, um, you know, the parties um, that you're speaking on the behalf of, right? Which will be the members, which will be the providers, you know, and many times we'll, you know, um, uh, knock on the door of our, um, of our uh, friends over on the provider side within uh, Optum to get their perspective. So that as we construct these, you know, here's what we think will happen in the market. Here's how they will react to these solutions and this removal of friction um, that we have a better beat on that versus running out, you know, just within our own echo chamber to provide something to the market that doesn't actually meet that need, um, which then kind of perpetuates the friction and cost in the system. Now, Optum and United Health Group have been talking about reducing friction for a while, but it seems like the concept of reducing friction is really kind of coming to a head in the healthcare industry uh, at large. Why is that? So from my perspective, I think the, the, the market is now demanding that, right? They're, they're looking for the outcomes the outcomes are going to, there's only a finite number of um, dollars or resources available. I think it's all coming to realize that if we're going to continue to be able to provide care um, and have a sustainable financial model that we've got to take this, this, this waste, this friction out of the system to allow us to focus on that care and those outcomes, right. And the consumers demand it, right. There's all kinds of competitors that are looking at this, 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 um, you know, market and that will look at, Hey, how can we help solve that? Right. There's a lot of innovation happening in the space. There's a lot of innovation, um, that I think will, will, will nudge this along, but I think that the market is coming around to that as, you know, we've seen consolidation within payers. Um, you know, you're starting to see more, um, more of a focus on the consumer, right. In the past five years or so, I think that's really, really taken off. And uh, you have a more intelligent consumer, right, and the member that is looking and demanding better outcomes, better experience. Um, you know, NPS is, is huge, obviously, for Optum and uh, United Health Group. All of our customers pay attention to NPS as well, um, you know, that promoter score. So that is something that is just the, the starting point, right? It's no longer a nice to have. That is a minimum requirement to be able to um, participate in this business. And the market is expecting it based off of, you know, the continued downward pressure on cost um, and to deliver on outcomes from the ultimate uh, consumer, right? The, the member. Are there areas where Optum has made progress in the, um, in the realm of reducing friction? Yeah, there, there are, right? And there's, uh, without getting into um, too many of the, the, the specifics, you know, we've got several, you know, uh, products that are, you know, at, about to be in market or in beta in the market around, you know, there's, there's one where we've got uh, consolidated clinical data, right? Where I think providers would, I don't know about unilaterally, you know, or, or unanimously, but consistently provide feedback that, we don't have access to the data easily 
to understand where the members are at, what their, what their history is, you know, how to develop a care plan, just how to get to that information more quickly, or even share that information out with um, payers more consistently, right. Or, or more easily. So we developed um, products that would, that will aggregate, you know, some of that clinical data and provide that out right to uh, payers, right. That's not, um, you know, that's, that's a, a fresh new item on the market that we discussed, but um, that is one instance, right. You start to, instead of having, you know, 300 some odd payers have to solve for that problem or, you know, thousands of providers, Optum has the ability to consolidate and then package and deliver that information, which then can then reduce the burden on any individual party. Um, another is just, I, I think that this is not any individual product, but the transparency by which, um, you know, Optum payer operates, transparency of rules, decision-making, um, providing that transparency further up in the value stream um, to the member, to the provider, um, it is, is something that we, we have, I think, always done, but are starting to put that into more and more of our products <clears throat> because that transparency reduces the, you know, the time spent on the, why did you do this? Why did you do that? What does success look like to you when it comes to friction in healthcare? To me, success is when I'd say every member has access to their care Every provider has access to the answers that they are the questions that they has access to the answers to the questions that they have of the health plan with minimal downtime or wait, right? Like the overall speed of that, um, of that, um, you know, um, transaction from member not feeling great to provider, you know, getting paid for the delivery of that care speeding that up and then having all those, you know, uh, customers, you know, I think the members are customers and the providers be pleased with the, um, um, the time that it took to get from point A to point B, that to me is, uh, is success, right? Removing, uh, um, friction. There's always going to be individual friction and I wish you could do X or, you know, I would obviously want a better outcome here, but being able to provide, you know, a quicker path along that care journey. Um, and ultimately like the, 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 um, um, you know, revenue to the provider as a result, I think is key. And then obviously the, the ultimate outcome, I think for, for all of us is you want to have the best, you know, clinical outcome for every member possible. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, I think that's what matters most. Right. I think all these things, all the work that we're doing here, is accretive to that ultimate goal um, and removing that friction will will be a, a huge step in that direction. Shay Helmley, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. That's it for this episode of the United Health Group's Weekly Dose Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the Weekly Dose Podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your week.